0: Welcome to Cast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Hello, and we are shaftless tonight, which uh, probably in speak, the long run is going to work out better for this. Speak,
1: particular speak for yourself is what I was going to say, but...
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> but I didn't use that other term that we have for him, yeah. so uh, it didn't really work out.
1: Yeah, um, but anyway, it's good because what we're going to talk about, he
0: probably doesn't have much of a frame of reference anyway. That Well, that's, you know, that's true for a lot of things. I was... I was told, I got an email the other day to my imaginary My Way email, by the way, that said something about take it easy on Richard or, or Shaft, that you sound like a pompous, arrogant ass or something like that. Oh, oh well. Wow. So I, I responded back to my, you know, thanks for the email. And, you know, yes, you're right. Sometimes I don't realize how it comes across because we've known each other for so long. And Richard usually takes it easy on me on the show. But in private, he'll... You know, he pushes back. He's just as bad as you know, the next guy. Uh, <laughs> here, here, yeah, uh, it was from a guy in Belgium, by the way. Uh, he's like, uh, he's talking about my fo- f- the show about D twenty three, and he, he he didn't quite understand the Iger thing. He typed little i, big G E R. He <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to know what the um, the Iger thing was, was in a new application. So I sent him an email back uh, explaining that. But he says, please lay off Shaft. When you treat him rudely, you come across as a self-centered, shit-sucking bastard. <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> so, I'll have to forward this to Richard or let him know. Other than that, I enjoy the shows. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Richard in Belgium uh, said, sent that and. the uh, I, I actually got a good laugh at it when I read it. it was, that was pretty cool. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, it is good. And you know, I, you know, I do beat the hell out of him. But you know, what he doesn't know is how much shit we listen to from him oh. that's just mindless. Uh, <laughs> dribble. Dribble that has no, no no basis in reality. But in, in Shaftland, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's reality. You know, but And he takes us along with them all the time. Yes. But I will do my best, Richard, in Belgium. Not to self or sound like a self centered shit sucking bastard. Yeah, that, I hey, think that'll probably serve you well in life could, could overall. I, could I get that on a, one of our Mice Cast business cards? I am going to be the self centered <laughs> shit sucking bastard. That's bastard. my title for Mice Cast now. I like that. <laughs> All right, so that, back, that, to, uh, back to D23, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I got to stop doing that too. Brad called me out on doing the I yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I thought about that all <laughs> weekend. I'm thinking, I gotta go speech back and tick. watch that movie and see which one was, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: It's a bad speech <laughs> tick. Gotta stop doing that.
0: You know what's funny uh, is when I was not too long after I was in architecture and people would talk to me, I forgot what I used to use. And I thought, crap, you know, that sounds not necessarily juvenile, but it, it sounds bad. Okay. I gotta I got to come up with something else instead of, you know, it's an uh huh, uh-huh, or like, yeah, you know, and to sound like you're actually listening, you know, the positive listening thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you, you're right. You, you, you do the yeah, yeah a lot. I'm sure there's something I do that I don't <laughs> realize. And, and I try not to anymore. And, I, and, in fact, I was just editing my last show, and I cut out a few things where, you know, okay. some, sometimes when you a sentence is drawn out, you might say and a lot. I'm thinking, oh, God, if you were typing that, that would really look bad. Uh, so, you, you know, you, you think about the speakers you've listened to and the really good speakers who don't have to um and all a lot. No you know,
1: speech ticks, yeah. They,
0: they don't like Iger was very good. He didn't, you don't hear a lot of ands, and you know, when they're trying to fill in the next spot and they don't stare at the ceiling and all those things we all did as a kid when we had to do speech and all that.
1: Um,
0: so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Then, <laughs> and, you know, by the way, we're going to have a few emails to follow up on. Um, just to let the listeners know, we've got a engineer in the crowd who gave us a very good. Engineering, uh, a good engineering answer it- for the whole Space Mountain, how it's built thing.
1: Talking about the truncated cone
0: bit? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and the foundation, the whole bit, the whole nine yards. And uh, let's well, try to cut that off. Now, we also got an email from Pluto Region 1, a regular listener, and she is talking about D23. Did you want to. Uh, and, and Richard actually answered that email. Yes, I was- he did. I. I he, It surprised me. He actually answered a few emails. He answered the one about from the engineer, and he answered this one to Pluto Region 1. I didn't realize he really knew how to use his computer well. Or checking the email even. Yeah, because usually when we mention emails that we may have even got a couple weeks ago, he's like, oh, uh, I haven't read that yet. (laughs) Because when we got an email like that, exactly. I think, or was it an email, or was it something in the forum? Where you know, something on the forms typically <laughs> says that? Yeah, well, we know he doesn't listen to or doesn't do this before he does the show, so I thought that was all funny. But would you? Well, um, oh,
1: no, let him. Let's let him. Let
0: him read the mail and as a reply. Okay, so when we come back, back, we'll go yeah. back to D twenty three for a minute. Okay. Well, it's... because yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, okay. it
1: was well it was dealing with the. How showing up on a cast member portal and uh. okay, but all right. So we're going to run down just basically our thoughts and opinions. We have like a half hour, I'd say, of audio where we walked around. We went into the what's new in the parks and resorts pavilion. Uh, Probably the hit of the
0: show. I think that was the best part of the show. I really do.
1: And uh, so we got some. I got a couple Imagineers to hold the mic and go on the record yeah give the pitch the bad thing was is that neither of them were imaginers working on that particular project so
0: no did i tell you um the last day we had done an interview for travelers we did a wrap-up since one of our guys was i forgot where ray's from some somewhere flyover country it's wisconsin i think wisconsin so it's rare that some you know especially with the travelers we have an australian a canadian a wisconsin uh and two californians and uh, a couple from i always forget where is will and shannon they're from they're from uh, maryland maryland so it's rare to get all of them in one place so we when we had three of us uh we did a little wrap up went by our sponsors and what do you know it's four thirty, four forty five 45 right in that spot we got to head on over to that parks and resort exhibit again because you know i wanted to get back in there and take a bunch of pictures I bumped into an Imagineer who knows um, someone from two jobs ago at the okay. place you know the place that I have issues with. <clears throat> and two so, jobs two jobs Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Hey. So I <laughs> sorry. No, no, that's okay. Crap. And the guy actually worked on the on the project It's for the DVC. So we started talking a little bit of architecture, and you know who who we knew in the architecture world and the firms and all that. So that was kind of cool, and it was just happenstance at the end, uh, and I hadn't seen the seen the guy all the rest of the time. So now, how do you want to go? You want to go through what? Well, okay, let's just pretend like you just showed up, just showed up to the joint. We'll get to our kind of end sequence to our day of. Podcasting live or streaming live? Uh, okay, because I didn't get there, uh, you know, you got there I didn't get there Friday. till Friday, right. Friday, but what, Friday you, morning. Well, here's my point: when you got there Friday, now you parked at um where'd you park at? Garden Walk. Okay, you you, you <laughs> like a lot of people. You're trying to save your 12 bucks. Uh, well,
1: yeah, because I I I was fully ready to pay the 12 bucks the next day. The next
0: day. Well, I parked in the parking structure my first day. Yes, and I I changed that to parking at the Desert Inn by getting a ray from Wisconsin to get me a parking pass. That still became a little long, and by the last two days, I think I paid the last two days. Okay, so you parked it, and yes. what was your first impressions? You walked up to the convention center. Uh, were you immediately <laughs> met by the professional picketers, or uh, you know what what happened? They were actually pretty. They're they're pretty low key.
1: The picketers. Did
0: you get a white bag with a pencil and literature inside of it? No, I did not. Okay, so you, on the way out, on the way out, later that day, you got one.
1: They tried to, but you just like. Wait, I go. was walking with my nephew, and we were just kind of talking to each other and full on ignoring them. Yeah,
0: so you never make eye contact.
1: <laughs> right. where, where did you
0: learn that on the Strip in Vegas? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you got to. The entry, finally. Was it was it busy at? No, no, not at all. Okay. Right. Now, you've been to like NABS, AIA, well, maybe not. The, you've been I'm- to a big convention, right? Correct. And usually, almost through the whole day, where you get your, well, usually, I've never got a wristband before. I've always got like a lanyard type thing. Uh, pretty busy, right? Yep. You, w- you
1: wait in line to check in. The seats are almost
0: always full. Uh, the food places always have a line of people. So, so what was your Every, initial thought when you walked in there? Don't wait. Don't wait. You've already got your, your ticket. I'm air quoting with, yeah. uh, with your nephew who is a cast They're, member. They
1: were even, they were even willing. There's people walking around, uh, here, I'll put your wristband on for you. Oh, okay. Thanks. Cause I, cause they gave you that adventure by Disney's bag yeah, and thanks, the guide. And, <laughs> what's that?
0: That's a thanks big fella. <laughs>
1: That was a lady. It was a grandma type lady. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Seeing me, seeing me struggle, right?
0: Thanks, hon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, um, you go in on the floor, okay? And this is usually quick I got, tangent. Got, I ran into okay, a lady. Yeah. Ran into a lady we used to bowl with 20 years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. You told me that. Laura. Is it, is it been that? Well, for you, I guess it's been 20 years. I bowled for a while longer. Oh wait, actually, in the Disneyland league. I'm sorry, I was confusing yes. that with the other league. No, uh, that no, we bowled in together. not
1: the not the Pacific Care League. The
0: uh, wow, the yeah. Disney yeah. League. Over she in was the there. Place, it's not even a bowling alley anymore on Brookers and, West, yeah. Uh, and yeah, wow. Westbrook okay. Bowl. Okay. Yeah, wow. Okay, Okay, that that just blows my mind now because I was thinking – I confused it with the other league. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Uh, wow. yeah, so- I probably wouldn't even remember someone unless it was one of the two girls or three girls that was on my team. Uh, <laughs> I probably wouldn't even remember. Wow.
1: Uh, anyway, so so yeah, so I chatted with her for a couple minutes, but you know, I'm Jeff's trying to get in. I'm trying to look yeah. for you, and Br- oh, Brad was with me. He came out to
0: find me. Who recognized whom? I recognized her. Okay, all right. So you Just get never- in, <laughs> and I say, here's you know, in, in the parlays parlance that a lot of our um, our audience will understand, the money shot, right as you come through the door, and, and a lot of big conventions. That first, your first impression. Of how well this convention is set up, planned is when you walk through the door. I mean, not yep. the outside door to where you get your little. I know you into the show floor. Yeah, yes, into the show floor. What was your initial reaction when you hit the show floor? Well, the that, uh, that good, huh?
1: <laughs> cool. I, I'm no. I'm re- trying to re- re- review it in my head.
0: I you know right in front of us was a lounge that was well see that's partially my point if if I'm trying to think if we've been to a convention together have we been,
1: no I don't think so
0: home electronic expo did we do that one together
1: we, we might have, have done a couple of Rand. computer shows way back in the
0: day didn't we no maybe that was Richard when we did one with Randy um, so anyways yeah usually you you go to Nab you go to AIA that, I mean it's a wow factor when you first walked in well, uh, yeah you weren't wowed. But, no,
1: you. no, everything was far away. You walk in the front door, and everything was was far away across. You know the big convention space. The what's new? The parks resorts pavilion was directly across, but it was easily a hundred yards away.
0: Oh, fifty maybe a hundred
1: to. Live. No, come, think about it. it. It's it was. You had the green initiative. You had that lounge.
0: Oh, I All understand. Right. What's well, the know, difference? 75 yards. All right. You know what I think yeah. they should have done is that that D23 info box, if you will, You sh- that should have covered almost the entire entry because depending on which door you went in, if you weren't looking up or you were looking right or left, you would have never saw that missed D23 it. welcome thing.
1: Yeah, missed it. Totally uh,
0: missed it, yeah. So
1: off to the off to my front right was them building a castle out of cans of food. Off to my front left was some scrapbooking. Nonsense, they had booth. Yeah. They had booth babes though. You have to give them that. But where, where I was supposed to find you was behind that the 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 D twenty three store right well, you, you the had expo
0: a, store. You had a big structural item in the way it, you know it houses the restroom is a big structural component to the multi story building. You're right. Uh, and when I say come in and you know go northwest, uh, it was northwest, but you couldn't see around it. It's just this big block. You had blockage as you came in.
1: <laughs> blockage. <laughs> but you're
0: right. When you walked in, if people been to a lot of shows where you, they put a lot of tables and chairs out, usually at the end of rows for networking, right? Because you're there, you're meeting people. You need to sit down. You need to take a break. Well, they have this huge welcome lounge. Which was usually fairly empty, and it just to me that if there's any one thing that I say is my negative to this show, is the amount of open space because lots
1: of open space
0: comparing to all the other conventions I've been to, that looks to me like they couldn't get enough vendors in the place, right? So they either should have pushed it closer together, or maybe they'll learn and grow. I'm not really sure. I, I don't know, Greg. The the vendor space looked like it worked out fine. Well, there was when, no okay when you got to the vendor space. But I'm saying when you first walk in, okay, it looked like there was a lack of displays and vendors. If
1: I yes, I, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of hangout space. You had to walk that way to go see you know the the vendors, or you had to walk straight ahead for. You know, at least fifty yards to find some sort of displays for you to play
0: with. Well, that's what I'm saying. For for yeah. for, for um, a person who's a who's a fairly seasoned conventioner conventioner, um, it looked empty. It looked like, ooh, man, this isn't going so well. They couldn't get enough people here. Yes, when you got to the actual vendors, yeah, it, they were I thought a little too close. They didn't make the aisles wide enough. But you know, again, that's that's a minor thing overall. Uh, I, I don't know if they were going for, all right, let's keep this space big and airy
1: because we're expecting lots of people. And they didn't want it to look crowded even though it was? I, I don't know.
0: See, I, I would think you'd want it to look crowded. Like the first couple days where they had the pin hoard trading area was fairly empty. Um, they, had a, they had a queue for, I think, one of the rooms upstairs queuing up downstairs. Uh, I think it was the D23 room for some events that really had a a large following uh, the, um, of all the areas to eat I, you know i'm guessing that a lot of people did not eat there because i ate so we'll see i only had to eat there 2 days cuz the other 2 days i had to leave early for something but i was past lunchtime i did i, I saw a fair amount of people grabbing food but they never filled the area the seating area for food. And, and the funny thing, I loved it. I've got my book here in front of me. The, uh, they named all the food locations after Disney names. I noticed that even the, the halls they met in, they, they, they made some like D 23. Here you go. You've got the, um, the arena. Gr- okay. The arena grill is the only one that's not named Disney name. They named one of them, Sh- uh, Stromboli, Te- uh, Rory, Walt's Diner, uh, Caballero's Cafe, Woody's Barbecue, and Baloo's Barbecue. Now, we ate at Woody's Barbecue one day, and it was all right. Uh, And I was kind of excited because they had Hearst meat for—they had Hearst hamburgers and stuff. And I was like, you know. Was it pricey? Yes. But, you know, what isn't? So, uh, now, Ryan was telling me you could go right across into the Hilton, and there was a— uh, some Italian, like, Pizza Joint, uh, you know, a name brand that you would recognize if I could actually remember it, uh, which I don't. But, yeah, <laughs> my that my impression was like yours. It was empty. They, they And I think they had a pretty good attendance because if you judge it by the arena, and I went to a few of the arena events, according to some websites I found, that arena holds 9,000 people. Now, Richard was arguing with me because he thought it held 7,500 people. Well, the website I happened to look up that day because uh, Ray was asking me, and I, my estimate was way out of whack. It, I thought it was a 20000 He's like, no, 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 it can't be that big. So let's say it's 9 they have lost, uh, I want to say, a third of it to backstage, things like that. But then they added floor space. So I don't know if that 9000 figure I found on the website included floor seating because I've seen basketball in that place, and there, there's still some, some seating down on the floor. I'm going to let's say just take a guess that, that held five thousand people, the way it was. Considered. Fair enough, fair yeah, right? enough. Right, not packed because, quite frankly, there were areas. If it was packed, you wouldn't have been able to see anyways because of the way they they board, you know, not boarded things up, but where they put their little curtains and stuff. So I'm going to say it held five. Maybe they had four in there. Forty five hundred, forty two fifty. You know, some somewhere in that range. And the rest of the convention was not empty when everybody was in there. So maybe Correct. on an average day they had six, 7,000 people. And I'm not real good at estimating people because, you know, I really don't know how much the space is held. Uh, it's just my guess. Now, I have it on pretty good authority that D23 has not performed, membership has not performed as well as they anticipated. They're, they're below their target membership level. And I think that might have shown a little bit here with the way they set up. Just a guess.
1: Well, all right, but the the speakers they had in the arena were all worthwhile things to see, right?
0: Yeah, I didn't go to I went to the, the opening ceremony with Bob, Iger. Bob. Stayed for the Legends thing. Both of those were very good. Uh, I heard that Dick Cook was pretty good. I heard Dick Cook was really good and not necessarily Dick himself. But some of the surprise, well, surprise or no surprise, depending on if you were in the know or you've been reading online. Uh, Johnny Depp came out for like two seconds as the pirate. Uh, Nicolas Cage and his family was there. Uh, John Travolta and his family. They were Personally, there. Personally, I really liked to have just seen The Wife. Who cares about <laughs> Travolta? Um, I've been a longtime fan of uh, The Wife. I can't remember her name right now. Because you're, been- such- you're such a big fan. Yeah, because I'm such a big fan. I just remember, what was the first movie I saw her in? Maybe, maybe um, what's that astronaut movie where they accidentally launched the kids into space with the spaceship? She wasn't, that's Space Camp, but she wasn't in Space Camp. which yeah, she me. is. Yeah, she's the ditzy girl who wants to oh, that, do the radio right, and that, all that. Yeah. That's right. I I, I'm drawing a blank on Kelly, Kelly Preston is Kelly, her name. There you go, thank you.
1: Um, Did so you ever see the, the movie where she met John, uh, John Travolta? Oh, God, I've seen... So many. The movie where they him and some other ditzy dude are like, uh, it's like a KGB training ground.
0: I gotta it's supposed say, to look
1: like it's supposed to look like middle America, but they're in this. They're in the heart of the Soviet Union.
0: No, I gotta say, I if you, if you I find the name, called, let me know. I think it's.
1: I think it's called the Experts. I I'm gonna. I don't think I'm I've gonna look that. It up right now. Yeah,
0: I looked at it. Uh, so yeah, that that was good. <laughs> 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 I, didn't, I mean, I didn't see the Iger thing, but everybody said, I, I think they were more impressed by the, the live actors. I guess the Muppets were there also. And, we, you know, you'll hear on our show if you listen to... Um, uh, the, the the last show that was released. Yeah, we, Terry and, Harden talked about the backstage antics with the Muppets. It sounded like there was more activity there than on the stage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a, a short clip, I guess, for Princess and the Frog, but I'd already seen the first 30 minutes of it in the Bob Iger thing, so... I purposely stayed away from the, uh, the Dick Cook thing, and the, you know people were strip-searched of all their electronics again. So as a podcaster, I'm partly there for information, right, to yep. enjoy it, but I want to take pictures. I want to record. Now, that didn't say that I didn't enjoy my Bob Iger time. In fact, it was somewhat refreshing to be unencumbered and not have to worry about my levels on the recorder or uh, getting the right picture. Just sat there and enjoyed it. So that was in some way um, refreshing. And I kept leaning over to uh, Ray saying, Where's Eisner? Where's Eisner? <laughs> I, actually, I really enjoyed Iger. You know, I, gotta, I don't want to say I had a negative impression, but I've listened to Disney Wars. I didn't read it, I listened to it. And hearing some of the things about Iger, how, where he came from, uh, how he got to Disney, how he got to the position he was in, and how he eventually became the CEO. I was like, I don't know about this guy. I really didn't have a a strong impression of him as being a leader. And he's he's not been a media hound. You know, he's... He's been getting it done done quietly. Yes, I knew he was a techie guy. He he likes technology, but he's he's a quiet guy. You know, he's not on The Wonderful World of Disney uh, once a week. He's not always in front of the press like Eisner was. Now, not to diminish Iger, because I think that worked for the company at the time. They needed a face... Mean Iser. Mean Eisner. Eis- Eisner. Yeah, they needed FaceTime when they, he first came into the company, so that worked for me. Uh, but Iger did really well. I was impressed with with him. Uh, he wasn't, you know, overly stiff. He wasn't overly loose. He just, I think, presented himself well and seemed genuinely enthused and excited about what he was bringing to you. Uh, and being a guy that didn't come up like through Disney, I know Eisner didn't either. Uh, but he seemed to, you know, snort the pixie dust right away or drink the glue or the, the whatever he had to drink to suck in all the Disney excitement. <laughs> Iger seems to be right there in not an overly uh, oppressive way, but just someone who genuinely seems to like where he is and what he's doing. That was my impression. Uh, and they did show one clip that I thought was interesting. He He had the mayor... Anaheim come out on the stage and really not to do anything other than partially co-announce that they were going to give the Dream Suite away for the night. Uh, the thing that I found disappointing about this random uh, Dream Suite ticket or whatever under your seat was randomly placed in the uh, not the public seating area, the, the, the roped off area where you had to know somebody I guess to get down there or have press credentials or no, legend. Oh, really? Not really sure how you got there, but it wasn't open to the general public. Though the guy who won seemed to be generally, genuinely, speechless, um, and his dad had been a cast member, had been a sweeper, so you know there was I think some appreciation for what he was, he was uh, getting there. It just seemed odd that it was right down in there, like three or four rows from the front. And the funny thing was, they probably did three drum rolls. <laughs> and the guy's probably sitting there, it can't be down here, right? can't be me. Uh, I checked my seat twice. <laughs> did I miss it? <laughs> uh, but, you know, that was good. And they showed us the first 30 minutes of Princess and the Frog. It wasn't completely finished, but that looks good. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and I also did the Jay Rizzulo. I did not do the Westerly Place, kids of Westerly Place one. And I brought my daughter to the last day. She wanted to do that, and she would have had to stand in line by herself. She decided that the fangirls or fanboy-type people are not the people she wanted to wait in line with it, by herself. And I would have eventually caught up with her, but I was doing some other uh, things that day. So, yeah, I think, I think overall the arena events went over well. They were well presented. Um, so, anyways, let's go back down to the floor, though. You kinda, All right, So, so, so our impression d- is it's a little weak, but yep. doesn't mean it's bad because, uh, again, first year but for was- growth. I was also there on a Friday, so it kind
1: of points out that I'm on a Friday morning that if it's empty, then maybe there's not a lot of -of out-of-towners here.
0: Yeah, well, you know, again, like I was there Thursday. It was about the same, maybe a little slower. Now, I've been to, you know, NAB, and I I mention NAB a lot because that's one of the big ones I go to. It's primarily during the week. It's not on the weekend at all. Different type of convention crowd. Same with the AIA. This is not... I I think they want it to be where people leave their homes, leave their jobs, take their vacation to do D23. I I think it worked out to be some travelers, but mostly locals. And bam, the weekend Saturday was pretty crowded. Though it yeah. sure didn't fill up those empty areas you talked about earlier. They stayed relatively empty.
1: Yeah, those dining areas on the corner...
0: Those stayed empty. The, uh-huh. the lounge in the middle pretty much stayed empty, and when we get to talking about the parks and resort thing and the queue that you had to wait,
1: that also wasn't very much. wasn't very full.
0: Five minutes well, at most.
1: Yeah. Well, the first thing you know, I wanted to do was scope out where we were gonna do our broadcast Saturday. I was kind of, for me, D twenty three Friday was had. I had two missions. Besides just seeing it, as I wanted to see where we we're gonna be, what the area was like, recon, and then and then recon any what would be worthwhile stuff to go and grab audio at, and we ended up how much spending like an hour and a half trolling the aisles of that stupid uh, vendor place, looking well, at those
0: we, looking at yeah, but we partly did that because we had also, some- we also went and. Uh, kind of pimped ourselves on Lumonjello. Yeah,
1: stuff, <laughs> that uh, was fun. Feed. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: but yeah, there is some neat
1: shit there. I mean, old old laser discs. I mean like uh um uh, like what would have been a top of the line fully featured laser disc
0: oh, yeah. for the, uh, forty for thousand C A V, right? That would have been the uh the best quality, right? If C A V was That's, the best quality? Yes, I think so.
1: Yeah. Constant oh, okay. angular velocity uh
0: I know, and I went back and looked at those. I remember you pointing those out, and I had seen them, but I hadn't flipped through them. I went and flipped through them, then I was looking at the price, and I'm like, "Come 30 on, thirty bucks! I mean, thirty bucks! I can get most of this on DVD, and D- you know, when DVD first came out, I'd put them side by side. I'd I'd still say I'll take the sound on a laser disc and a picture on the DVD, and that was barely giving the DVD a picture uh, a boost. But now we've got. You know, better TVs for one that are yes. you know getting the higher quality, and and the, the sound has got better, the compression quality's got better, everything's got better. So, I'll play my old laserdisc, but why go buy another one unless it's something that is absolutely not available, such as crap of the south song of the south. Um, it, uh, yeah, I was maybe, gonna say, but you didn't see that there, did you? No, no. The only there's like two that caught my
1: eye. I can't remember even what the second one was. But the first one that caught my eye that I was really really getting ready to drop 30 bucks on was the 20,000 leagues under the sea.
0: Could be tempting.
1: But I have my <laughs> the laser disc has been in the garage for 5 years at least.
0: <laughs> so you don't know if it so, works.
1: So I don't know if it works exactly. <laughs> so if I knew the laser disc was functioning and functioning well, I'd have snagged it.
0: See, mine's functioning, but there must be a loose belt a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't want to lift the disc in place, so I took the top off, and I just—I have to slide it back a little bit, just stick my finger in, find a wheel, move it about a half a turn, then it pops, does what it needs to do. Um, But I don't get them out a lot, and I was surprised that, you know, that used to be really great quality. Well, it was great quality on a standard TV, but uh, as Richard and I was talking the other day, a laser or a CD or DVD has a higher quality than a standard FTV. So when you play those same DVDs on a high-def TV, even though it isn't up to the high-def specs, it's still a better spec than you watched on a standard TV. So they do look better, right? Yeah, yes. So I'm I'm remembering how good those Laserdiscs were on standard def. Put them on my high-def TV. They're still good. They're still clear. They're still better than tape. But not sure that I want to go invest a lot in it. I mean, I've, I've... dupe some of them to DVD, so I don't have to pull them the big disc out anymore. But uh, you're right to to lay out thirty bucks. You know, there's a, a few other things I would have rather laid thirty bucks out on. And
1: yes, you know. there's eh, Amazon selling Walt Disney's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea special edition for fifteen bucks.
0: Oh, there you go. So, oh, okay. yeah. all right. So we're we're in the um what I like to call the let's rip. Our fellow <laughs> Disney fans, off area. Yeah, there is some, there is some crazy stuff there. Now, your your uh, your nephew found that's right, right, nephew. Yes. Okay. He found a really good deal on some monorail pins, and, and pins. I I do believe those were actually probably some of the best buys there. He paid what five bucks? Each five or?
1: bucks each. Yes.
0: I think I've paid five to seven, maybe ten dollars online. I'm not sure. So I I doubt if I'd pay much more than seven. But I saw some pin things and other things, and I'll give you a couple examples. The Haunted Mansion Big Fig from Disneyland, I have it. It's what the, the hat box one, you mean? No, 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 not the hat box. The mansion itself, the building. The, the No, 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 no. It's a Big Fig series. It's it's the one that I was playing the the, the lights were on and the the the. Um, Okay, okay, so that, that's not
1: an Oshesky, right? I'm sorry, no, no, yes. No, no, no,
0: it's just considered, it's what It was sold along with Big Figs. It's that okay. series of stuff. Okay. I paid maybe 30 bucks for mine. Now, I got it at Company D. We had went to the park, Richard Knight, at Disney Anna to buy it. Probably pay a little more. They're like, yeah, you know, they weren't doing that well. They're over at Company D. So go over there, and I unfortunately, I couldn't afford to get the Tiki Room 1. I, I would have liked to got it also. <laughs> Uh, so I so I bought it. I've been you know it's been you know adorning my little display for quite a while. There's a guy selling one, five hundred dollars. Now, <laughs> now I asked him. I said, "Have you had any offers?" He said, "Well, what do you mean offers? We're selling it for five hundred dollars." And I said, "Well, and I haven't told him yet I have one." I said, "Well, how would you value something like this? You know, what do you base that five hundred dollars on?" Well, I've seen them on eBay for as high as seven hundred and fifty. Now, again, he didn't say he saw him sell. He just said saw them on eBay for 750 Well, needless to say, I think through the end of the, the, the weekend, it was still there. Now, he also had a Haunted Mansion jacket that was part of the 0909 event, and it was too large. I kind of found out where the jacket came from. It came from that event. I thought maybe it was sold in the park and I missed it. It was too large for his wife. They bought a pair of them. They, I didn't find out then because they wouldn't tell me how much they paid for it. They, I found out later with some Haunted Mansion lady sitting behind me at the, the Jay Resumo thing. That was a $150 jacket. They were selling it for $225. And again, no one had bought it yet, you know, <sighs> so I don't know. But uh, I eventually told the guy how much I paid for my Haunted Mansion, and our conversation pretty much ended there. He wasn't that interested in my my speaking <laughs> anymore because I, and what I found with people like that they don't want to hear anybody else around you hearing yes or how good of a deal you got so two rows over I see some stuff some of the new Haunted Mansion collectibles one of them happens to be a lantern it's still available in the park it was out the other day when I was there but I talked to the merchandise people they said we will be getting more it's not limited sold for $40 in the park so even with a you know a annual pass discount, not quite so much, right?
1: Thirty bucks. Oh, well, thirty-five, yeah.
0: They wanted ninety for it. <sighs> they they have uh, they had the Mickey Mouse ears. Again, I saw it in the park the other day. They wanted double. It was a forty dollar thing. I think they wanted ninety dollars for that also. I, I don't understand who'd paid that. People who don't know any better. I constantly see, see stuff on eBay, no longer available in the park, rare. Yeah, they like to Lie. rare. Lie. I call Richard. Hey, you guys still have this in the park? He says, hey, I'll call you back later. Hour or two later. Hey, yeah, it's still in the park. You need one? I'm like, no, no, no. I was just checking it again. Something I saw on eBay. And, and, and quite frankly, I, I don't see the uh, Disney fan community um, or the vendors having any problem with this fleecing. And I guess. You know, that is capitalism at its uh, best or worst, depending on how you look at it. Uh, and it seems to be quite prevalent in the Disney community. And that's why I was real surprised when your, your cousin or nephew found such a great deal on those pins. And I did see some good deals, I will say. And I saw some just horrible, rotten, stinking, festering cesspool of vendors. That, you know, why are you guys constantly ripping these people off? Ah, because people will pay for it. You know what? I'm all for making a profit, but you know, come on. You know, if I had that um, the the forty dollar thing, I should the the lantern, ah, fifty bucks, sixty bucks, maybe ninety dollars. See now, and again, I think it was still there when I left. So you know, I think about how to sell, make a profit, and move my item. You know, you got to admit, when you walked around, a lot of those items were still there when the weekend was over. Yes, yes.
1: Actually, the the busiest vendor I saw was that pin vendor because she had good deals. I mean, my nephew took him 15 minutes to process the transaction because the lady was talking like six people at once. And then when we were,
0: you know, the next. And he had cash, right? Yes. You know they're busy when they can't handle a cash transaction fast
1: he he—it was a twenty. He was buying twenty dollars worth of pins. Here, take my twenty. But he had to wait for her to give him the pinbacks. backs, yeah. Oh, you know, the little, the little yeah, things. Because yeah, yeah, sure. they weren't—none of them had the pinbacks. So she was wait He was waiting for that. So, and then I noticed the next day that the the Olszewski guy right across from us had a steady stream of people.
0: You know, he was seriously busy. People looking at it. I don't know. I did see him signing a few things. I'm not sure how how his sales were. But he definitely had people looking, and that's you know that's the first step, right? Suck them in. You got something people want. <laughs> now, how many people purchased? I don't know. I have no but idea. I did see him there signing, and he's got an awesome uh, collection of things. So I would have bought some if I thought I could afford them. But uh, I did Ch- see a few large items, big prints, you know, or, or artwork that said sold. You know, this particular one is sold. But in general. I didn't see a lot of bags going around with people buying a lot of that kind of stuff. Did you? I, I mean, I saw no, a, lot, no. of, a no. lot of people going through the expo store. And I, that's another thing I, I wonder here. Now, this is something we didn't really um, explore earlier or even talk about before. D23, partly what they're selling is this is Disney. This isn't FFC. This isn't Joe's fan club. You have now access to exclusive merchandise, and you walk in, and that side, and not I'm not trying to put NFFC down at all because, quite frankly, they were very kind to us, asked us to come in there and record. They've got a great fan club, and it is a fan. It's a family fan club, and that's what it's really about. But that section of the D23 big Disney, Disney all-Disney-run show looked like NFFC. Just a bunch of vendors. Correct. So when you're on the first floor, let's look at the larger picture now. On the first floor, you had the Disney Expo store. You had a couple little Disney um, displays to that side. You mentioned once already the scrapbooking thing. You can go online make scrapbooking. There was a little interactive thing for you know Disney games. Then you go off to the other far side. They had, I guess you would call them Disney-approved vendors. These weren't your people hawking pins and stuff they sold in the park. These were people who were hawking high-end stuff, carpets with um, Tinkerbell in it. The Consumer Products Division, yes. Yeah. Oh, here's the one I wanted. I'm walking around looking. I don't want that wall covering. I don't want to walk around on Tinkerbell all day on the floor. And, of course, nobody had the prices for these things. But when I walked in the room that had replica furniture of Walt's office and I could have Walt's desk. Oh, now you might say excitement set in. You can take that as you will. You know, where was that? Where was that? Oh, that was, was that right that, there? That was in that same area. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't get a chance to look to that area. Oh, okay, um, they had some cool art. There were some, you know, guys that had done artwork on um, on um, guitars. There was a really cool one that had Snow White on. It was like uh, doing a haunted mansion. I yeah. saw that picture. She's yeah. about the alligator. Exactly. That Snow one. White on the tightrope, yeah. That was kind of cool. Now, then they had a guy that did all of these different uh, Stitch things. I they, saw those. You saw the ones on my, my, my <laughs> Flickr site? Stitch Stitch as a gremlin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, probably the best use of Stitch ever as a gremlin and one of the Haunted Mansion uh goes because i you know how i love stitch and he wasn't selling, <laughs> he really wasn't selling anything it was a dis- display there was they he did he was selling a um not bob but the other um, robot from uh black hole he had and it was only like 150 vincent. vincent it looked really nice it was a great piece not very expensive at all 150 bucks you know for what it was was that then, the block 28 guy i I've got his card around here somewhere in fact his uh, brochure was really cool. It was a passport, and you flip through it you know had all the 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 images and stuff and that's the same area that had the uh the lost was it lost academy i think
1: yes which i which again that Friday morning was dead empty, but I walked right by and think I'll go back to that later and then I ran out of time yeah,
0: you never got back over there uh-uh. um so yeah, Disney consumer products. It was that area, and then ABC had the Los University Radio. Disney was making way too much noise all day. Oh goodness! Uh, yeah, and then they have the they had the Walt Disney corporate responsibility. You could go over there and like paint and do things like green the green, like the the, green crew yeah, and the, all that. Yeah. Stuff. Um, and the, they had one smart thing. They had the post office there, so you could whatever yes. you bought, you could take over there, pack it, and sell it, or I mean, put it pack in your it and put, send it home. Put it in your
1: the priority mail flat rate boxes and off it went. That was, that was smart. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I was going to talk, I want to talk about the, the parks and resorts pavilion. It was just,
0: that, that was the, the place as some might say to get wood. If there was was, any, that was
1: very exciting stuff. That's, that's what made when I walked away from that, from D 23 for the weekend, I, two things made it worthwhile that was one of them and the other was actual doing the stream the live the live stream from the booth for 2 hours on Saturday those two things were the were the best part of that weekend for me
0: yeah the streaming was a hell of a lot of fun i wish we had well one i wish our compadre had actually made it to the rehearsal so the- the week before, I'm yes. i air quoting the rehearsal <laughs> because he seemed to be on his own agenda, and we were pretty well in sync. Sync, yes. And that didn't work so well sometimes. Uh, I was, I went back, and I just wanted to check out the audio quality that you ripped off the Ustream, and I got to um, Mark. God, that, that guy is so funny. I mean, it was, that was a great segment. The, um, the audio quality was actually pretty good, decent. Yeah, it wasn't it's- bad at all. It's just
1: that for some reason that it, it wouldn't sync. If you if three minutes
0: into these videos, the audio would get out of sync. Oh, uh, well. We you know and we so- did our best. Nobody else was doing what we were doing. Yeah. I mean, no. Lou walked around with his laptop, had it sitting in his booth, but nobody was there interviewing, doing a live podcast uh, like we were doing. I, I think it actually killed was- me pretty fun. well for our first time out. I mean, quite <laughs> honestly, we didn't get a hardwired uh connection because it was literally cost prohibitive
1: so much friggin' money but all right so but anyway back to the back to the what's new in the parks and resorts i mean that the little pre-show which is standard disney fair, right the the old tv with the black and white picture that would i don't know. actually that that effect was that morphed know. into the whole wall in high definition yeah it was pretty cool
0: Yes, and um, I, I kept looking at this this horizontal line. I think, what is that? It was, a, a support, it was like you know, slanted like, line. Yeah, it was a yeah, slanted it, line. It was like a 45-degree line across the whole yeah. thing. It's like, okay, is that a support? Is the door going to open? And Tinkerbell ends up you know doing her thing, hits it. It starts and turning it, red, and then it goes in each direction along the 45, uh, lighting up in red, and then the, the door's... Split Oops. at that Oops. angle and open to the and side. slide open, yes. It was, a, it was a great little effect. Very effective. And so that was really cool. And then, you know, go ahead and describe. Well, when you what get I, in, what, what they, they take down the rope. You go through that portal, that
1: magic portal they called it. And the first room was dedicated to Cars Land. So I took a couple snapshots. Uh, but I kind of breezed through there because I, I, my thinking was I'd seen most of it at the Blue Sky Cellar. And it didn't dawn on me until I'd gotten around the corner to the animatronic demonstration thing that these people were, were WDI employees
0: in the yellow shirts. Uh, what, and did, what did you think they were when their name tags were I wasn't looking WDI. that close. Oh, okay. I just thought they were you know, manning the booths like anybody else. So you were doing the Reader's Digest version of well, uh, cruising through, getting, a, well, getting your feet wet, seeing what's going on. Sure, because I'm thinking, okay, uh,
1: uh, make the quick pass, and if there's nothing good, then move on upstairs to the archive exhibit, right? So, but I got sucked into the animatronic thing because you could play with this thing that looked like a mixer and make the the animatronic uh, digital guy move because they do all their animatronics in a digital realm first, and then overlay those movements onto the three the 3D figures. That's yeah,
0: I, I found that interesting. I didn't spend a lot of time over there because I, you know, seen that at the studio, seen that at WDI, seen all the video, you know. But now they're, you know, they're going away. It looked like from that the board with all the little dials. Yes. You know, there's some very sophisticated ways of uh, animating the figures now. I, I because I've seen so much of that before. I spent less time there, and I actually went back to the cars area, did some. You know, model talking, because I have experience with model building in in my line of work, looking at the two different, three different models and the differences between them and finding out why, where, what, how, the difference. I was all into the scales of them and, of course, taking pictures and things like that.
1: Well, all right. Well, one model was um, just of the
0: Radiator Springs
1: Racers attraction, right? That was the biggest one in there. Half inch
0: equals one foot model. He, and this is the model that, And you, you, if you see my pictures on Flickr, you'll see all these lines through it. It's cut up, and it it will be taking, taken out to the site in a truck. And they'll actually take the pieces apart, and they'll use it to sculpt with. And I believe they actually use it, and they'll digitize this model to uh, send through a CAD-CAM machine to bend rebar and stuff for all the, the work. And they also paint it to decide the actual colors they're going to use out in the field so this is a this is a really this is a it's a work model really and it will get yep. beat to hell the time it's done uh, yeah. we had one out at uh, Splash Mountain and by the end you know pieces were just thrown in the truck it was really beat up but that's what it's intended for and that was there. the one that really got a lot of people's attention and what I didn't notice the first time that Richard noticed is they were there was a video screen. And on the video it, screen, it, they had the model, and then they were overlaying uh, like digital cars moving around on the model. It was pretty cool.
1: It, but it was like a live picture because you could see yourself. Yeah, yeah, that was at cool. that moment watching it and seeing the car. But yeah, no, I blew. I kind of blew through that. I stopped to watch Lucky the Dinosaur for a little bit, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I'd never uh, seen Lucky in person before, uh, so that was neat to see that. And then Wall-E came out uh, shortly after, and I watched Wall-E for a while. He was kind of fun to watch. He's fun, but
1: uh, I went to the back corner where they had the Hong Kong Disneyland expansion the Toys Land the Mystic Point and the Grizzly Trail and that's where i guess my excitement peaked because it was true it it was almost like being on one of those imagineering tours we used to go on where you could see the show designer talking about this concept and he was into it and his enthusiasm was infectious and you were getting into it and then you realized oh crap This is going to be halfway around the world.
0: I'm not going to see this maybe ever in my life. And you know, it's funny (laughs) that um, an architect friend of mine who, you know, makes me look like a beginner, which really isn't that hard. I think we've demonstrated that a few times on the show. (laughs) Uh, But this guy, you know, can do his own engineering. He's also got other degrees uh, besides architecture. He can be very esoteric sometimes, you know, the quadrant to the right angle and obtrusive to this and you should get that, you know, and you're like, "Um, let me just work it out and I'll let you know when I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. But um, he already responded to my picture of the uh, Mystic Manor and he could name three or two distinct buildings in California that two that styles in the Mystic Manor. He says, oh, building here, building there. And they're distinctive um, architectural styles and items that are in that building, you know, for the... um, Interesting. Yeah, and he picks this kind of stuff out. I think, you know, I was kind of embarrassed that he... he, I think he was the first one when we played hooky from work one day and he met me out at the park that he kind of pointed out the Frank Lloyd Wrightish. Influence to the what I now call the Frank Lloyd Wright Memorial Restrooms in DCA and I'm like crap, I can't believe I missed that you know it's uh, I, I mean I kind of picked up on the whole block thing but I didn't quite pick up on the Frank Lloyd Wright influence um, I'm looking anyway. for your picture of the uh, of mystic Manor the actual picture
1: of it because you took a picture of the model of the building I, right I, did. Not I just don't the- think
0: I don't think I put that up yet but there's a um, there, there are pictures that you can clearly see the the building I believe. But Mystic Manor, you know it's funny. You, you, we sat there, like you said. Uh, I think it was Dustin. Dustin yes. Was giving us his, and I walked up after he had just passed. I'm going to air quote the stretching room, which is not a stretching room in ours, uh, or I mean in theirs. <clears throat> and I so I caught up real quickly, and yes, he was very infectious. But and you you mentioned one thing that you thought certain elements reminded you of the Adventurers Club. A, Correct. A, a certain guy. Well, when I heard another guy talk about it on another day he actually described it as the Adventurer's Club the ride in a lot of ways. He's, and he used the Adventurer's Club name a couple times as he was describing it, which I thought was interesting. So obviously I think there's a heavy influence from the Adventurer's Club, the club, into this attraction.
1: Yes, I, the, that colonel. Yeah, the, the, the colonel. The, who
0: will be the owner of the home.
1: Yes, and his he, name is Mystic.
0: Mystic, yeah, <laughs> Lord there, Colonel you know, Lord Mystic. Um, and then you and have his all these Albert. rooms that, yeah, what was the monkey's name again? Albert. Albert, you got all these rooms with all these collections. Like there's a mask room. Oh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, there, there's there's a tiki room. Well, that, that kind of sounds like a play off the tiki weapons, room, you know, and there's weapons, yeah, yeah armor. Yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. And you know, from the ride system to the way they've really thought out, uh, let's call it the pre show before you get on the ride. Uh, to when you get off. I mean they really have thought this one through. You know where where we've we've talked a lot before about it's an experience and there's not always a a true story with, you know, a uh a, a beginning, a middle, a middle and an end. end. This one but, I think really kind of does it. It brings it all together and yeah, I think and, it has it. And there was a cultural
1: aspect where uh, the guy who, I don't know who it was. It might not have been Dustin, but might have been the guy across the way that had uh, standing by the ride vehicle, the saying that the the cultural sensitivity they had to have for this is that ghost stories aren't uh, a little more whimsical in the Orient, well, well, right? Yeah, they're
0: they're, they're goes, less they're less scary and more fun. Yes, and then he also mentioned though about <coughs> the large mystical influences in in their culture versus. You know the way we see ghosts is it's more of a mystics uh, type thing. Yes. And well, you and you picked up on it when we were looking at the Grizzly uh, train ride. I forgot what it's Grizzly Trail. I think is the Grizzly Trail is the name of the
1: land. Grizzly coaster, Grizzly something coaster.
0: And it's you'll probably see that if you're on my Flickr site looking at pictures, you'll probably see the name on there, and I I probably wrote it on one of them. Um, You asked a very uh, specific question because. When the guy was describing it, he says that like, you're heading towards number three tunnel or number two. I don't remember the oh, name.
1: Oh, lucky eight. Yeah, lucky number eight. And you end up going to unlucky number four.
0: And you said, well, yes. is, that, is that something in the culture? He said, oh, yes. It's, yeah.
1: Yes. Well, because I remember that um, it's called, yeah, Grizzly Mountain Coaster is the name of the attraction. Because I remember last year, right, uh, China hosted the Olympics. And it started on August eighth, two 2008. And there, it was a big deal to them. And they made us, the viewer, very aware that eight was a lucky number <laughs> in China. So, you know, Hong Kong, China, lucky number eight. So when they, she said unlucky number four, I'm thinking, oh, maybe that's, so that's...
0: Well, I remember when Tokyo Disneyland was going in, and I think it was on the old Disney Channel when it was still a paid channel. They were talking to Extensio. And he was the one that uh, wrote the script for Haunted Mansion. Or, I'm sorry, Pirates. And they were trying to, he was, you know, put it into Japanese. Well, dead men tell no tales doesn't really directly transfer. It's not exactly your mother wears army boots, which <laughs> is a reference to being a whore, uh, but it's something that wasn't culturally sensitive, I'll air quote. And so they had to find other ways to say, like, uh, don't go here or you might end up dead or. You know, some kind of way of getting the same idea across, but not in the same way we would say it. Uh, so, again, and they're finding, you know, with uh, Hong Kong doing the same thing. I, I found it an interesting. Jay, I think it was Jay that said something about, you know, like coming to, Ch- or you'll have to go to China to see these. He didn't say Hong Kong. He said China. Now, you know, there was there was a few things that you might read into a couple of these announcements if you really wanted to read into them you know obviously hong kong and china are now uh, together again Uh, not that the hong kongers or those those people of hong kong enjoy it as much as china probably does so I, i found it interesting that he used the word you gotta have to go to china and nothing really was said about shanghai that was uh absent you might say from the whole talk but so let's go back to the resorts area. So the 3 we're going to have in Hong Kong Disneyland, three new lands. We're going to have the Toy Land, Which opens first. Which opens first and had the least <laughs> amount of detail in the, the model. That's right, yeah. The model was like white. And <laughs> yeah. quite honestly, even looking at the, the artwork, I think it's it looks like a land that let's get this open quick. Because it's going to open in what, in a year? Less than a year? They look like they're pretty much off-the-shelf attractions with some Disney-esque Stuff added to it, you know. Let's say Flicks Fun Fair, with yeah. you know, a, you know, uh, some theming around it, right? I mean, not it's not it's not going to knock your socks off, I don't think. And then the the one that will follow next will be the Grizzly area, correct?
1: Correct, because the uh, the they flank well, the Mystic. Uh, yeah, because they're beyond the berm, right? So you have a you have a pathway out of. Uh, I forget, Fantasyland, I guess, or by Small World or whatever, into Toy Story Land. And then you have a path out of, um, I think it would be Adventureland Land or Frontier Adventure Land, because it's up against the river. The Grizzly thing is up against the river. And then Mystic Point's in the middle. So there's, the only way to get there is to either go through Grizzly Trail or through Toy Story well, Land. So, in, in theory, they uh, could have
0: started at one end and just worked their way. They're, ta- they're going to take the longest in the middle, which is Mystic, and work in yeah. towards It's kind of the way I looked at it. Uh, but they're getting three lands that are beyond the berm. They're outside the berm to get to them. And, and, and quite frankly, pretty impressive looking stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. There I go again. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was very... Uh, the, that was the Those three, well, Mystic Point and the Grizzly Coaster or even the whole Grizzly Trail theming, that whole thing just makes you want to go to Hong Kong now.
0: Well, I'm telling you, I, I'm ready to start at the bulldozer on that other show that I do and get rid of Big Thunder because. Uh, the- oh
1: yes, that grizzly coaster looks awesome. Well, I asked the I asked the lady. You now, here's the funny thing: is what is it? They had people that work at Walt Disney Imagineering stationed at these models or these these talking areas. And the first guy we talked to, Dustin, he was the show designer. He knew the sequence of the story he could tell you the background of the story that the monkey opens the box and makes everything come alive and each room he was able to tell you, because they had a storyboard there and he was able to point to the storyboard and give you more detail about what was going to happen and and he knew that right inside and out across the way there's a lady there talking about the grizzly coaster and you start pressing her for well, what do you do for imagining, oh I work in HR <laughs> you know, so you You'd known that she'd, they'd given her a script or talking points or things to know about the attraction, but her work with it was minimal. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Occasionally, we came across um, – I don't want to call them hacks, but you know, <laughs> they weren't the, um, the front-line cast member working on the job. In fact, I asked one. I said, oh, so what do you do? I'm in um, – what was it? She was in personnel or research. Yeah, yeah. She's HR, yeah, that was the lady like, I'm talking about. Oh really? I think we need to talk. Yeah. Uh, but for the most yeah. part you got people who had enough knowledge. Now she was one of the ones that really just didn't have much knowledge. But in general, uh, we ran into people who knew enough or might have been on the next attraction over or had done some artwork so they knew enough about the stories of what was going on to really immerse you in it. Because when you asked all those questions, hey, that looks like uh, Country Bear, Everest, and... Uh- well, she was the one that said
1: Country Bear and Big Thunder Mountain. She goes, oh, and Everest... And you know, we both had the same thought. Oh, really? What's what's Everest? It's gonna have a big old A eight at the end. That's not gonna work.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Asked, I asked her that, and she looked at me really funny. <laughs> yeah. But will it have a big? I, what did I say? Will it also have a big uh, animatronic, animatronic? that doesn't work
1: half the time. Yeah. Uh, no, the Everest thing is it went backwards, right? And then she also said, "You're gonna get wet like Splash Mountain." Yeah. So it's. But uh, so we went, but I went back the next day with you know, recording gear in hand, and that time we talked to people who were like the, I wanted the, the rundown of mystic point or mystic Manor from the person standing there. And she was, uh, um, which, what, what she did. She dealt with the ride mechanics or something, right? Oh yeah. Well, anyway, after, after we're talking here, I'm going to play that audio and you're going to hear what she said. She does. I forget what she said. She does. And then I went across the way to talk to a guy, uh, a little aisle, right? Talk to him, and he works in construction for DCA. So he's working on the DCA project, doing building the buildings. So he's not, he didn't have a whole lot of, uh, I guess, insider show secrets either. His no. insider secrets were construction related,
0: right? I, I bumped into um, a guy at the DVC resort model uh, on my last day, and he was the project manager, and he he knew a lot, and you know, then I said, oh, I'm in architecture. I, I've been to the firm that designed this. He said, oh, yeah, which one? So I named the firm, so then he knew I knew what I was talking about. And we, They were, when it came to be 5 o'clock, the, the WTI guys were still yakking away, talking to me. Literally, the red shirts. The, the handlers, the, yeah, yeah. The, the Disney cast members were practically pushing you out the door. It was 5, you're done, get out. Uh, I mean, and they not only that, that, they weren't being shy about telling you to get out either. It's five o'clock on the last day. Get out! Oh yeah, that that
1: too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we ended up chatting with the sh- the the show producer or the um for the land for Cars Land, right? Her name was
0: Kathy. Was it? I think yeah, because that, that, I kind of sh- gave her a hard time about boy, that land doesn't look very uh, you know what, what was I say immersive or whatever. It it, oh. it really even just looking at the uh, artwork. And when Jay Rizzullo showed it, I'm like, yeah, you know, this, this is a quickie. Now, granted, the kids will love it. Don't get me wrong. What, Carsland? Uh, no, No, oh, I'm sorry. You went back to Carsland. I was thinking yes. Toy, Toy Land over or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, Toy Story Land. No, though, no, you're right. That did look like a quickie. But then again, if, we had, if the model had some better treatment, our opinion might be different. Well, I,
0: I saw artwork at Jay Rizzullo's thing, and I was still um, unimpressed. All right. So, what else do we look at? Uh,
1: if you can't tell, that the parks and resorts area was pretty sweet. We got we got some audio from in there. We'll play that next. Um, the archives upstairs. The archives. The exhibit from the archives. Another one of those areas where you had no pictures or videotaping allowed. What was in there that you liked? There's two the, or three. In the archives,
0: uh, it was nice to see the full scale model they used for Twenty Thousand Leagues. 11 foot you know, long. And it's still in pretty good condition. Uh, the uh, Tron costume. its <laughs> funny, those, yeah. They had the little Velcro zip for, um, you know, the necessary. Doing number one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Black Hole robots. Short of that, I think I'd seen everything else or something similar to it when i have been to the studio or before. <laughs> Nothing that really said, oh, my God, I'm so glad I came up here. And I'm sure... I'm very happy I didn't have to wait in line. Oh, yes. And, and quite frankly, I was hugely disappointed by the archives. So the one thing I was probably really disappointed with the archives was that one. It was, it was sparse. It was sparse. There was
1: – oh, the Slippy Beauty book was there, the, the book, the jeweled book they use at the opening, oh, yeah. right? That was there. Oh, that's cool. You know, It's 50-plus years old. It's preserved. But costumes on mannequins? Who gives a shit?
0: Uh, and there was a exactly. and
1: there was a ton of princess costumes on mannequins.
0: Yeah, princess and tween stuff. You know, for oh, a High School music, Musical. High yes, music, Camp, camp and Rock. Uh Yeah, and the Mickey Mouse Club ones. Uh, you know, uh, the um, e- the eel costume. Okay,
1: that was yeah, yeah. that was decent or interesting to, pick, to look, he look he at. I'm surprised wasn't it.
0: buried in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was um, it was okay.
1: Let's see, what else did I look at? There's some other stuff, like the DVD room that was, uh, they had uh, that Alice in Wonderland display out, the Tron bike.
0: The Tron bike was kind of cool. That, it, that looks like that may show up in theaters also. It's kind of one of those. Now, though, that one was a really nice one. It looks like those displays you would see in a uh, Yeah, a the theater. big poster. Yeah, the lobby. The lobby, uh, yeah. Some 3D thing and all that.
1: Uh, what else? That was about it. Oh, and, uh, the, the, when you come out of the parks and resorts pavilion, you get dumped into where the electronics, the toys, the interactive game spot was right. There's people playing the Wii version of toy story mania with the red, red, red green.
0: Yeah. And not, 3D glasses. Fans, that was for sale. I couldn't find it in the expo sales room, but Ray told me he bought it.
1: It's in the store now anyway, so who cares? But you put on the 3D glasses
0: and it looked like crap. Yeah, it did not look that great.
1: And then you go around the corner (laughs) and they had this full-on television setup of 3D that was just friggin' awesome. I mean, they had the camera right there next to the special TV, the special camera TV. Did you see the computer down below? Yeah. That was processing the information. You put on these glasses and you could see yourself. <clears throat> and you reach for the TV, and you see yourself on the TV reaching out to touch you. It was just Yeah,
0: specialized it, camera, specialized TV, and then the 3D glasses, the polarized type 3D glasses.
1: It looked for pretty awesome. Then
0: they had the little, little robots, the little toy robot. Well, not robots, but remote no, control toy, toys, right? Toy robots. Yeah. the The uh, buzz was actually kind of cool. He he responds uh, to. Yeah, commands. you talk
1: to him. Yeah, yeah, talk to him, and he'd answer back. It was. Not, just,
0: I think it was Ryan who had been looking into that a little bit supposedly when you break him out of the box it's just like the movie he still thinks (laughs) he's a ranger and he learns (laughs) as he goes that's Uh, awesome yeah i thought that was really cool (laughs) that's awesome he's about 200 bucks awesome so oh uh, yeah i asked when they then they had the uh, Wally there and i said does he double as a rumba or Rumba? yeah that would be that, awesome, but that, that's nice. And I want to see him. I want to see him pack trash. That's right. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. The last day, I went back in there, and I wanted to get some Wally pictures. And the funny thing was, I the first day when I saw Lucky, I positioned myself based on how they showed off Lucky. Well, what do you know? They turned it 90 degrees for uh, Wally. Wally. So that, and then the the photo pass people were right in front of me. So I went back to see him again, knowing that. And I had to kind of squeeze and wait for people to move and all that. He, about 10 minutes before the end of the night, and this really, in a way, was a favor to me, so I went and met this guy over at the DVC display. Wally shut down. Wally ran out of power. (laughs) So I'm snapping off pictures and video, and what do you know? The lights go down all of a sudden, and a guy comes out with this, like, special big, cover that looks like it's made to go over him and they cover him up. There, there's no way they're going to carry him off stage or try to push him off while guests are out there so they just cover him up and his handler says something like oh that's my fault you know I'm going to put him out in the sun let him recharge blah 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 try to you know Disney cover the, the failure there but once the lights went down and they had this cover on it you'd, you didn't know to look for him you wouldn't even know he was there I mean it was dark back in that corner and they wasted no time covering that boy up yeah, well, you know, exactly. You know, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm, while we're doing this, I'm also on the, um. Uh, the Magic and Pixels forum, kind of catching up. I had not been there in a while, and I'm in this Fantasyland expansion. Rumors are true, uh, because that's what the you know the Jay Rozulo thing got into that, and it's interesting. I, I came out of the Rozulo thing because <laughs> I, I was busy. <laughs> I was busy taking pictures and video uh, capturing. So as soon as I walked I said, oh, Star Tours coming to Disneyland only. Because Jay had talked about Walt Disney World, moved on, talked about Hong Kong, got to the very end. That was the big thing at the end, talk about Star Tours. Did not mention the Magic Kingdom. So it was easy for me to m- make this um, judgment, right? Disneyland. Now, it didn't make much sense to me that it wouldn't go to Florida, though one of the guys with me kept saying he heard rumors that Florida didn't want to pay for it. And I don't know if everybody out there realizes that, you know, just because Imagineering wants to build something doesn't mean the parks necessarily buy into it or purchase it because they're really separate companies that have to buy. I know it's moving money around, but it's, it's like they buy an attraction and they take over attractions. But anyways, I was spanked immediately on Twitter twitter by two or three or four or five different people saying oh no it's going there i'm like well i'm just telling you what jay said now i'm reading here something that i did not hear and i guess i guess the disneyland or resort official tweet put it out almost at the same time that we were in there and i understand there's stuff on youtube now too and a lot of the information is differing from what we heard at jay's thing now of course they had darth vader on the screen they had all the uh Stormtroopers come out, and there was some funny interaction. You know, he he says, I got some good news and bad news. So I'm thinking, oh, no. Don't. The good news is going to be something. The bad news is, like, maybe no Captain Eel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice thing
0: was they didn't even mention Captain Neil Nothing was said about it. Maybe in the press parts, but not in, in the general public thing. Uh, it says, the bad news is we're closing Star Tours. You hear, like, oh. In October. Like, October. Now, I thought he said a date. I don't remember. And people are like, oh, no. But the good news is. Star Tours 2 and all these stormtroopers come out right and Darth Vader comes on the screen and it's going to open in 2014 and you know Vader's like uh, the Emperor will not accept anything other than uh, 2011 or no later than 2011 and he eventually you know we're going to show you this video and Darth Vader pulls out the glasses and you need to wear these to view it and it's pod racing. Now, immediately people are on Twitter saying it's more than pod racing, you know, because some people are disappointed by the fact that it would be pod racing. And the pod racing rumors have been around for, you know, quite long, a long time, time. long now, time, long time. Now, here's something that I hadn't heard before. And I'll accept that, you know, maybe, Jay, you know, you're speaking right. I don't know. If, I couldn't see teleprompters. I didn't see Obama prompters around, but I'm sure he had a set speech. Maybe he forgot little things here and there because, you know, you get involved in the, the excitement of it all. But it says on uh, this one particular uh, thing I'm reading here, Star Tours will open with multiple endings. Now, this is the first time I've heard it. And quite frankly, I haven't went back to try to read everybody's rumor mill and trying to find the Disney press releases on this. I just, I've been busy since uh, D23 has been done, so I haven't looked. But this is the first I've heard of Star Tours with multiple endings. Have you heard okay. of anything? No, no. I, I, obviously, it's possible, but then you're going to start. Why are you going to that? That makes some great rewritability. At least you know there's always been that worry that if you had one ride to indoor, one ride to uh, that's Coruscans, right, one ride. To,
1: no, you, no one's going to ride the other, the ones they right, want. Yeah,
0: exactly. So if this is a random thing, then I guess they're going to suck you back in because you're going to want to f- hopefully get the other one.
1: Maybe it's like rock and roller coaster, right? Because every time you ride, it's supposed to be a different Aerosmith tune.
0: Yeah, could be, could be. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, they got into the Fantasyland expansion. Uh, not exactly like the blueprints had went out, but of course the blueprints, uh, like I kept saying, I, I have a feeling. Yes, it's going to they're going to expand, but that doesn't miss, necessarily mean this is the final blueprint. Well, they showed us. They didn't show us blueprints, and uh, you know they showed us. Artist renderings. Now, they said that it's going to be both for boys and girls. I didn't see a lot of boy stuff, quite frankly. I see a lot of girl stuff. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, and what was the other one? Mermaid. Mermaid. Uh, where do you find boys in that? Now, there is a Gaston um, yeah. restaurant or pub. Yeah, with
1: all the, with all the horns, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> but uh, say they they satisfied boys both uh, male and female, I'm not so sure, but I'm telling you, three rows in front of me, and now and then Brad and I would look at each other. When they announced the first princess thing, and these girls had to be in range from 16 to 20 maybe, screamed like little girls. You would have thought Johnny Depp just walked on the stage. Interesting. That's what, what was interesting about the crowd. A lot of people, you could hear, oh, cool, cool, good, good, but some of the screams... Literally, like, Christ had returned, or Walt had been unfrozen. DFs. Um, oh, my God. Beyond uh, the DF realm. It was... It, I understood the excitement by Star Tours. I mean, it, I didn't yell out, but I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? Um, and it's in 3D, too, I should, if I hadn't mentioned that already. Uh, but uh, screaming over the princess thing, it's like I could see Will up in the front <laughs> row. Screaming with his little dude going. Um, Quite a large area. I mean, it's going to cover a lot of area. Their two towns, you know, blown away, which is no loss to me. Uh, the interesting thing, Dumbo, two Dumbos. They say Dumbo is the most popular attraction in Fantasyland. And is it, is it the most popular, or is it, does it take the least amount of people so it backs up the most <laughs> people in a queue? Well, it's going to be like dueling Dumbos. There's two dumbbells Now, in the, in the artist rendering, it looked like two different sized dumbbells, but I don't know. The thing that Jay really pushed was a non-cue, an interactive waiting area where you can play games, do these things, and then walk up when you need to. Well, let's, let's be realistic. What are you going to do? You're going to walk up to get in line because with your luck, you're playing some game, the Dumbo's come down, and a bunch of people rush over there, you don't get in, right? (laughs) People are going to queue themselves with or without a formal queue and come back and play the game later, I think, or play with the interactive stuff. My guess, somewhat cynical, yes. Now, what he did not mention, and I've seen a few rumors going around speculating, in the bottom of the picture, and I think I have that one up on Flickr, you'll see... A Casey Jr. train. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. So I saw someone speculate, oh, they're bringing Casey Jr. to the Magic Kingdom. But if you look real closely, Casey Jr. is at the end of the line. There's a, uh, I forget what the official thing is, but there's a, one of you the know, track ends and there's one of those stoppers. My thought is it's a picture opportunity. It's a set piece in the area. Yeah, okay. I don't. It could be right. It could be wrong. Who knows? It could be selling ice cream and churros and whatever out of it. Uh, So not really, not really sure. But they're claiming this is the largest expansion in the history of the Magic Kingdom.
1: Which is not saying much. It's
0: really not saying much. You know, half of Tomorrowland didn't even open with the park. So when they added that, uh, the rest of it, not huge. And yeah, what's what's it really saying? It's you know what it is. It's one of those things you throw out like a politician. It sounds great in words, but when you really get to the nuts and bolts of it, does it really matter that it's the largest? What matters is we're getting something we want. Now, yes. I'm, I'm not I'm I have mixed feelings. I'm glad they're going to do something. I'll walk through it. Of course I'll see it. I don't know if I really want to go do all these meet and greets. Oh, and there's a Pixie Hollow too. Um, so, you know, whatever it's, it's, ni- <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's nice to see they're going to do something here. Um, uh, supposedly somebody, Disney blog has got something up here that's got more detail. Yeah. He's got, um, and I'm sure these were released somewhere cause somebody told me there were high res pictures out on the, the net almost at the same time I'm sitting in that room, uh, which was somewhat, um, frustrating. Also, you know, you think there's it. You paid your big bucks to join D23. You paid your bucks to go to the D23 Expo, thinking you're going to get information in front of everybody else, right? Yeah. And almost at the same time, they are telling the rest of the world. So you could have stayed home, not stood in long lines. Uh, I mean, because it was like being in the park. You went to the D23 shop. On certain days, certain days, there were lines to get in the shop. They had special exclusive pins you had to get vouchers for. And then here was a really nasty part. You go in this room, oh, that's not bad, you know, cool. There's really <laughs> yes, a lot yes. of this stuff you could buy in the park, but there was some exclusive junk here and there. Oh, let's go, let's go purchase this. There's a hidden queue that got up to over an hour long at times. I waited 30 minutes one time, 15 minutes another time. Uh, when I went back, because I bought the wrong size and there were no exchanges, so I, I worked that out. Um, but can you imagine getting into an hour line to purchase something and you had no idea, you got in there and you saw that one piece you want? I saw a couple people put stuff down and said, screw this, I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll maybe try later. So, so I don't <laughs> know, you know, it's, it, it's. Um... oh, here's the other thing that I really kind of... um stuck in my craw a little bit there's some guys i like don't get me wrong i'm not going to mention their website uh who they are as i don't want to i'm not you know i don't want to take a dig at them per se but there was a um some kind of tweet about their mermaid attraction was going to be better than ours so here we were it hasn't even been built yet either as ours and there's already ours is better right yeah so I'm like, oh, okay, so the queue's good because I said, whoa, well, whoa, wait, wait, what are you basing that on? He says, well, you know, your queue will be uh, Victorian, like the um, Paradise Pier area, but ours will be, you know, uh, Eric's castle or whatever it's going to be, right? And it's interactive. Okay, fine. I'll give the queue. The queue's better. Oh, and it's an e-ticket. Well, they've been describing Disneyland or DCA uh, as an e-ticket. E-ticket, yes. Since – the day they announce it, which I've always scratched my head thinking I thought it was a dark ride, but okay, maybe it's plus quite a bit. I'm really, you know, waiting. To see, it's a wait and see. I'm just not sure. So it's not even open yet. And I'm, I'm wondering, just based off one past ride, that being uh, Toy Story, other than the cues are totally different, the attractions are exactly the same. You know, could they just be putting in the same attraction with a better queue? They absolutely probably could. Probably, uh, There's a high probability. I don't know if it is. Uh, now, I, uh, one Imagineer I know said they've been trying to talk Disney into doing this for a long time. Saves a lot of money. But then on the other hand, the whole idea of having different parks is to have some similar but different experiences. So I would rather see them a little different than exactly the same. Uh, I was talking to some ladies behind me at the Jay Ruzulo thing before it started. They, had, they were all decked out in Haunted Mansion stuff. And they, they were here for the 090, no, 9909 event. And uh, after it was over, I asked her something because they were showing all kinds of videos of the park. I said was was, and I knew it wasn't but I, 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 because I was fishing for information. I said, was the um, floating Leota working when you were there the other day? They like no, uh, we have that out, you know, in ours. I said, well, we do too. I said we've had it for a, a couple years, a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, and she goes, oh, I didn't think you had it. I said, yeah. If you would have looked up while you went around the Leota, you will see that she's hanging there. There's like a black tarp Drape, draped, yep. draped over, uh, which Paul Berry's son pointed out to me. I, you know, I usually I'm not necessarily looking up for all those little things when I'm just enjoying the attraction. But yeah, what do you know? It's it's been hanging like that since the last uh, uh, changeover from the holiday overlay. I have no idea why. She thought that they had this great thing that we didn't. Uh, I said no, believe it or not, you got that from us. Uh, that that's something that we've had here. Why it hasn't been working for a while, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been off for a long time.
0: So, because I always I, I'm a little interested in feeling out uh, people sometimes, if you will. And, know what their impressions of our park if it's their first time where they think they've really got something better because you know there there are the betters and the not so goods and it's just i'm always curious to see what people think uh but anyways there's some new restaurants that you know the magic kingdom could use a few uh table service restaurants to maybe ease a little pain off the castle and uh, and some other places and uh so that we've got a beauty and a beast restaurant and we've got a Gaston's, which I have a feeling is a table service, or not a table service, but a counter service. I don't know why, but there's just something to me that says counter service, where you have a sort of like the village house out here, where you've got kind of a yep, yep. themed interior. Uh, See, so, so there was, and I think that was it, right? We had the was there a mermaid restaurant? I don't remember now.
1: No, I don't remember I'm, either.
0: I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but I'm looking at the image of the. There's really nice artist conception where you kind of see the spires of the castle and it's looking down into Fantasyland. Um, and really, a lot of this area is just taking up where the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea used to be, which was a very large area, much larger than the area you saw of the lagoon because there was the, you know, the show building and Toontown. They're not really expanding back into the area that we talked about before uh, between that and the railroad tracks. You know, they're not going back that far. Uh, but it is definitely gonna be pretty cool, I think. The whole, I say, the whole dueling Dumbo thing, um, which apparently is totally moving. It's not gonna be. We got Dumbo here, and we're adding Dumbo next to it, uh, according to s- some of these things I'm looking at. It's moving way over to like where Toontown was. So I don't know. Okay. It's, you know, I, I that's not what I thought it looked like when I saw the artist rendering of it, but where they're showing it on some of these little maps on this website now shows it totally moving. Uh, But it's kind of cool how they're going to have little castle walls and uh, separating the area. And it's, you know, I think it's going to be cool. I don't know if they've really provided that much guy stuff, though. I think it still is pretty uh, chick-centric. Just my my opinion. Um, I agree. So what other things? (laughs) Uh, There were a lot of breakout seminars... Uh, it's kind of what I think of a as from other other things. Um, I went to one. See, I went to one. Uh, so you want to be an Imagineer? Had to leave early to get to the Jay Rizzulo thing. It was good though. Marty Scalar, a uh, bunch of Imagineers talking about how they got to Imagineering. Also went to one for Don Defoe's Silver Banjo Barbecue, which is you know a um, a place a lot of people don't know ever existed in the park. That was fun. His sons, he died almost 10 years, maybe a little over 10 years ago. He died in the late 90s, I think, or mid-90s. Um, his sons were there talking about their time. One of them worked in the park Is 12 years old. He's considered the youngest um, person to ever work at Disneyland at 12 years old in, in his dad's restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they talked about, you know, they got to ride in the Christmas parade with Walt because Walt's grandkids were late or weren't there, so you know, Walt calls uh, Don, who's standing on a rooftop to MC the parade from his land. Uh, and he says, yeah, I have my kids with me. Send them down. <laughs> I, I need some kids. You know, I can't ride in the parade without kids.
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. So, you know, and they talk about things, you know, what do you do when you get bored with Disneyland? And I'm, I'm going to post a show in the morning with the audio from that, um, that presentation. I'm going to play you the show I did a month or two ago and then i'm gonna so it's a replay of, of that segment of the show and then their audio and i sent a guy an email or I, I stopped and talked to him afterwards they were very nice spent a lot of time with us took my daughter and they weren't really sure what kind of crowd they were gonna get old crowd young crowd so my daughter is probably one of the youngest ones there other than kids forced to go i mean she had a choice she found it really interesting and she told them that and they were very happy and i gave him my card told him i'd done a show sent him an email, followed up with an email. It's was like networking, right? She followed up with an yep. email, told them where they could get my show, either by iTunes or direct download. Tried to attach the file, but it was too big. He responded in a day that he'd listened to it. So he went out and found it, listened to it, said he liked it, had one correction, and said he'd get back to me with more. And that, that was kind of cool. I thought that was nice. So, so I had some good times in those things. You know, the, I didn't like waiting in line for everything. I mean, you know, it's Disney fandom. People go hours early to get in line for the cruise line thing, or to get a pin, or you know what. Well,
1: because they're giving away crap, right?
0: There's that too. Well, you never oh, know when they're going to yeah. give away stuff. That is true, and I think they gave a dream suite out in almost every, at least at one arena thing every day. And who wouldn't want a dream suite? <laughs> Come on. Oh exactly. well, at the J. Resorts, we got a limited edition posters Star Two or Star Wars Star Tours poster. I got C-3PO, which I was happy enough with. Some people were bitching that they got C-3PO. I I like C-3PO. He's cool. Uh, Would I prefer to have Yoda or Darth Vader? Possibly. Sure. Okay. I'm not unhappy with C-3PO whatsoever, and it was a limited edition thing. I actually gave it to my daughter, and she's put it away so she can get it framed. Uh, It's definitely frameable, heavyweight stuff. uh. All right, so let me ask you this question.
1: Do you think it'll be back next year with as much... Uh, showmanship, shall we say?
0: Um, well, I, I was wondering that. My, I think. Let's say they go with the same concept. They want to add more things. You know, what are they going to add? I mean, do, you know, by by ABC's presence there with one thing lost, and funny enough, they had two people, two actors come, to. Um, sign autographs, make an appearance, whatever you want to say. Uh, they weren't expecting much of a crowd. They had to get security and a bunch of stanchions to line people up. So many people showed up. And if you watch yeah, Lost, about that. you'll know it's it, it was a kid that plays young Linus. So he's not even a main character. You see him some, but he's not a... Once in a while, you know? yep. And um, the, Dr. Doc- Chang. the doctor who kind of created the problem they're all having on Lost... It was, now you find the father of this other? You know, it's like an old Darth Miles. Miles, Dad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but other than that, all they had was the Lost University, where if you went and signed up for an email uh, to get email notices, you got a special limited edition pin for the last season and a pencil and something else, and and then they had a bunch of uh, artifacts from the show because they're actually going to do an auction once the show's over of a lot. Of I f- saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So that was the big ABC thing. Now. ABC was also upstairs in the home theater, at the ABC home theater, previewing all their new shows. Okay, so ABC, I wouldn't say made a huge showing. You know, they, they showed TV shows, which I don't know, they were really pimping those. They were really trying to drag you in there, give you away T-shirts if you showed up. So I, I don't know what kind of a, uh, a, really, how many butts they put in the seat. So ABC could expand a little more, possibly. But do, are people who joined D23, do they want to see ABC people? I don't know. Uh, who knows? I thought that in, out there is so I don't know. I mean, I, I,
1: since I didn't spend four days there, I think, that, I think there was some wasted space. They could put more things in there. Um, It'll be nice to see them expand the the what's new in the parks and resorts bit. Oh,
0: okay, they there. Okay, you, no. you you get to one of my what can you do next year? Okay, uh, yes, they could show some of this again next year, but a good majority of the people are going to say I saw that last year. Okay, but we haven't built this yet. What's still under development? Uh, true, but you know I saw it last year. Obviously, the big section uh, on Cars Land. I'm guessing that won't be there because you'll see construction going on. It'll be going vertical. Right now they're doing all the utilities, the underground stuff. It'll be vertical by next year. Something will be definitely seeable that you yeah. know something's going on. So I don't think they'll spend much time on that. Um, they could do the animatronic things. That's That never gets old for me. Uh, now, they did the Wall of Presidents or whatever they have called it, showing you how they made the presidents. Uh, now, Lincoln should be open by this time next year, so... I don't know. Could they do that again? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Uh, but there's, get, get there's, the, get,
1: uh, there's got to be something that's under development. Maybe we'll could. Maybe we we'll see models of the Fantasyland well, expansion. That's, you know, possible.
0: I mean? that's possible. Maybe there might be another uh, Star Tours preview of some sort. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that the,
1: See, yeah. They, I, I hear what you're saying that they can't show you the same thing that they showed this year yeah, because then we, it's going to be Are we going to be
0: excited to see? Wally and Lucky the dinosaur again. I don't know. I think you no. might get some mileage out of those. I don't know. I don't know what movies are coming up, uh, per se. I didn't go to the Pixar. You know, maybe Muppet
1: Mobile Jackson. Muppet Labs, Muppet oh, Mobile Labs, or something. Be. But now,
0: Push was also walking around the floor. Uh, seemed like he just hung around the environmental area. So maybe that was a little inside thing. Uh, well, I, I I know that
1: personally. I'm I'm hoping they do it again. At least well, one more year.
0: Well, I Well they've committed to 4 years. I think one way or the another, they have to make this look like a success to there's no way this cannot be a success to the Disney company. Internally, there might be some grumbling, "Hey, we haven't hit our quotas for membership." They've committed to 4 years of this thing out here. I think they've got to do it. The only see the part of the problem is location. It's good, but it's also bad because they could expand by offering very exclusive or limited tours to Imagineering or uh, to the, the studios. Studio. Yes. I mean, people, yeah, people got to see Imagineers and touch them and talk to them and see stuff. But to walk the hollowed grounds, it's much different than seeing it brought to you. Okay, but I understand why they do it in Anaheim. Oh, no, no, no. It's Don't because for the, it's for the out-of-towners who are coming, you know, it closes at 5, where are they going to go? Well, quite frankly, they closed at 5 and started up again in the theaters to show uh, movies and other interactive panel things later. But in general, I think most of the people went to the park, right? Yes. The locals went home. The out-of-towners went to the park. And don't get me wrong. I think this is exactly why it's done here and not in Florida for the first four years. Uh, they're, they're, They're wanting to get some people in the park in an off time. They're going to want to show off some stuff they're doing, and there's there's a lot of distractions if you do it in Florida. And and let's look at the convention center on property in Florida. you got oh tiny, tiny. Well, you got the contemporary, and it's I, I haven't been in it, but by by looking down at it, it doesn't look very large. Um, and you have convention at the Spanish one. What's the, um, uh, the Montet Resort? Cor- no, no, Coronado, Coronado. It's got a convention space, and then I think uh, the Swalfin, one or the other, has, uh, we know yes. the one has some convention space, but, you know, when you looked at where they were doing what they called the Walt Disney Studios, where they, sh- I think they said they could hold, s- was it 1,200 or 750? Yeah, I- there was different rooms held, different amount of people. They needed to hold a large amount of people. And some of these viewing rooms. And they need that big arena to do the big dog and pony show. Yeah. I don't see that on property right now unless I, there's something there I don't know. No, no. I, there's, there's no way they could do that. So in are they um, going to go? Well, they could go over to the Orlando Convention Center. Correct. But, but I said not on property. Uh, but that's not like having I mean, literally right across the street. That's what 10 15 minutes down the freeway, the I4. So take your life in your hands, I guess, go over there. I, I just don't see it. I as um not that it's, it's it's certainly viable in Florida, but literally being able to walk across the street to Disneyland versus you know, so now maybe Earl, you know, will will contact us and let us know exactly how big a space and he has no he's gonna have no um, first-hand knowledge to kind of correlate the space we saw and the the large viewing rooms we saw to what he has what they have in florida but it could have been compacted the first floor obviously could have been compacted smaller but they need all these meeting rooms where they had all these panels Uh, those large amount of people showed up to most of those. The Imagineer one was full. They were giving out little tickets, standby tickets, uh, that you might not make it in or get, I'm sorry. They gave us tickets to the people who they knew would make it in just in case you had to go for a restroom break or something. It was packed. Uh, Yeah. Some, some things are more,
1: more popular than others, but all right. So you think they will be around for at least four years?
0: Well, I I think so because they made the commitment and they said, we will be in Anaheim for four years. So I'm, I'm thinking, yes, they will. All right. Well, I'm thinking if it if
1: it's, doesn't grow by some measurable amount from this year to next, then years three and four might be reduced
0: or they'll well, find some way to get out of it. Well, or. look, I mean, it's, it's I don't know that we know Eisner never liked to admit failure. I'm not saying Iger is an Eisner, but the company in general, I don't think, wants to see D23 be a failure. And if the Expo's a failure, I think D23, uh, by relationship, is a failure.
1: Okay, I, I, I just, you know, um, that's just my opinion, that I think next year, yes, and if it doesn't, if there isn't a... Show some sort of growth, and year three is gonna be they'll find some way to cancel it
0: <laughs> well, quite frankly, I think they could have taken less space some of those meeting rooms that were upstairs. I think some of that could have been accomplished downstairs um yeah, but that doesn't save them any money well, I mean it uh, saves uh, them money,
1: but it's but it's negligible for the total cost well, of the yeah
0: could be could be. I, and I don't think they're going to get many more vendors, because I've been to an NFFC, and quite frankly, I think that's about the same amount of vendors, except they're in one place the, instead of two different rooms. So when they do it at, down the street from Disneyland, they're in two separate rooms. But I think it's about the same amount of people. Maybe there's one or two less vendors, but in general... Um, you know they had some high quality vendors. They had some not so high quality vendors. I'm not sure how you could expand that. But think about the Disney franchise. I mean, next year they'll have Marvel if that deal finishes and gets all approved. Um, there's no challenges or FCC things or whatever. You know, antitrust, whatever people might they have to review, right? They yeah. Um, so the 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 Marvel thing could add a whole new dimension to D23 and you got to wonder is that part and parcel to bring more people in because they could now start offering marvel fans something that they can't get on the outside through D23 nobody knows nobody nobody knew, knew but Ryan was telling me he went to just a couple of weeks ago some I think like World of Warcraft convention or something yeah BlizzCon yeah BlizzCon uh-huh and he said it was a totally different feeling. Well, of course, you know, World of Warcraft to Disney, different. But he said literally that whole first floor plus more space because there was more space behind the D23 area that wasn't used downstairs. He said that whole thing was packed. Now, he's, he also went the first year of that. He said it was very small, not unlike what we are now. So he sees how it can grow, and I'm thinking, wait, how, how could World of Warcraft, one game, Fill this entire convention center up. He says, it's Lots
1: you know, of people play it.
0: You'd, you'd be surprised that, uh, you know, how they fill these rooms. Well, it's like Comic Con. Comic Con started off kind of small, kept growing, kept growing. Now the, the studios have kind of taken it over. Big given, money. given it a whole different life. Not all around comics now. I mean, it's, uh, it's really grown into sci fi. But, but you're right. It's money, it's control, it's getting their product out there. Um, and I think. I easily think Disney could have done more with some of their iconic ABC shows, you know, Desperate Housewives. uh, uh, Who knows? You don't know what kind of contracts these, you know, actors and actresses have about showing up to these kind of events. Do they have to pay them more? You know, is is there any way they can force them? But, you know, you've got Lost was a big thing because it's its final season the big conclusion yes yes you know quite honestly the girls of waverly place are getting old and haggy like i mean <laughs> I, th- I think the show's run its duration it's losing its appeal to me i kind of last season and a half is the first season is it's kind of funny to see all this drama now it's just getting boring and you know haggish to me it's uh uh not holding my interest, I guess you could say. Oh. Uh, beyond oh. that, I can't name that many more ABC shows, ABC shows quite frankly. I I can't. All right. What, well, what? Don't, well, don't strain yourself. Thank you. Don't now, the, the tween years, I mean, uh, Disney Channel, I can't... Other than they did the Waverly Place thing in the arena, I think they could have exploited the Disney Channel stuff a little more. They could have. And maybe that's... That'll be down the line, but you know when they got into the autograph sessions and things like that. Of course, that's where you need some space, and it becomes a zoo. Because uh, that's you want to talk when the fanboys and stuff come out. That's that's when you get. If you can get you know, guaranteed Miley is there. Or guaranteed that Selena Gomez is there. Or oh my God, the Jonas Brothers. Oh yeah. You know you'll get uh, you'll get people there. Uh, yes. So, you know, next year hey maybe they'll be previewing. You know, thirty minutes of pirates. Who knows? I don't think they're that far along to actually have any footage by next year. But that's what people are going to be looking for. There's been some kind of, let's say, gauntlet throwdown when they showed us the first thirty minutes of uh, Princess and the Frog. What can they show us next year? You know. Uh, so I think there. Well, the next are, thing
1: in the pipeline.
0: Oh, sure. There is some Pop- teas. Some, some Toy Story expect- three. Yes, there is some expectation now. I think. Uh, but I wonder how they can fill the floor space. But that's what marketing people are for. That's, I'm not a marketing type, but I, I see there is some room uh, to do something. I, I actually, to be quite honest, if, if they could do what they did for us when we went to Imagineering and saw a mock-up of the Little Mermaid attraction, yes. that kind of mock-up, if they could do some more of that kind of stuff, would be pretty cool. Maybe bring in some more parade floats. You know, They had the one parade float, um, uh, the snail from... Electrical parade people like to take their pictures with that stuff you know they oh, surprisingly enough there wasn't a uh, did you ever see a character walk around no
1: I saw pictures of Mickey Mouse but I didn't see anybody walking around
0: I oh, wait I, I did no no
1: I take that back I saw goofy when Saturday when I was
0: dragging my my mobile studio
1: around looking for you
0: oh really oh you know you're right I but you know where they were going they were going to a little picture spot they weren't really like walking yeah, yeah, around yeah yeah you know, i saw know, a- there was a little picture taking spot i i now that i say that myself now you say well goofy and i watched where he went mickey was also over there for a short period of time um but not as much as you would think for a disney event where you really have some stuff going around There was now, kids there there's kids there dressed in costumes yeah that that not you know i thought there would be more fanboy df costume stuff than there was i was actually surprised there wasn't more. yeah it
1: was Uh, It was a little on the low side
0: Now, here was one of my highlights Literally, this was one of my highlights Um, Brad and I From Bringing Disneyland Home We're sitting in the Welcome Lounge uh, The big open area you described earlier This guy walks up As Peter Pan Says, hi, I'm Peter I'm like, I bet you are (laughs) And he had these (laughs) uh, big white You know, like convention bags And it says says something about Be Fair Disney I was kind of half listening to him Gave it to Brad and I said, I already got one. And I said, well, well, hold on. What is this all about? He's one of these union hacks, like is protesting outside, that are protesting at every one of the Disney hotels right now. Uh, And they've got their signs out in front of every one of the Disney hotels. And, believe it or not, they're letting them in downtown Disney in the Esplanade, I think Richard also told me. So he starts going on about the union and the health care, and he picked the wrong guy. Because I start challenging them on this. I'm like, well, what obligation does Disney have to provide you with anything other than a paycheck? Well, and then you know, I found out from Richard later the, the uh, background of what's going on. I guess the union right now runs the healthcare. Disney contributes, and, and the union does it. Well, Disney wants it back. They want to put them in the larger family of health because it's, it's better for them to buy you know, that much sure. more in bulk. Sure. And there's an argument over, you know, how much and that kind of stuff. But what this guy's going, well, you know, by 2014, we'll be paying $500 a month for health care. I'm like, well, just go buy it on your own then. Well, it would cost $1,000 for a family of four. And I'm like, you're wrong. No, I'm not. (laughs) Yes, yes, you are. I said, I, at my work, have to buy my own health care because they don't offer it. And it's $500 for a family of four. Oh, you can't Yep, FNA health care. No, you can't. Hey, I'm telling you, I buy it on my own. And I said, in fact, if if you don't like what they're doing, go back to school, get another job. You know, because he's saying, you know, give me all this crap about union and the morality. Uh, Disney's hurting the children. Children are going to die. You know, so he's playing. He's playing the you know the union card, the kid card, and I'm and the guy. You know, I kept talking to him. He's trying to get away, and uh, finally he he left. And it's like, well oh, whatever, i got to go. And he started talking to somebody else, and I yelled over there, and I don't think you should be doing it here. <laughs> and what I forgot to look at to see if he had a wristband on, because quite frankly, if if Disney did anything wrong, it was not keeping them out. Because yeah. quite frankly, I think, it's one thing to have protesters outside. You can't handle, you know, can't do anything about that unless the convention center wouldn't allow them on property. Now, Disney... Land right now, their management has made a decision to allow them on property, for whatever reason. Now I've been told that is because there are so many of them walking around with video cameras, waiting for the confrontation, that they've just decided to hands off, let them spew whatever crap they want to spew. It's not hurting us. But, so that was your that was your highlight then. Well, I thought it was fun. Um, okay, right. And I'm not going into quite as much detail as what actually happened. But, you know, I kept countering the guy with, you know, all his lies and, you know, I said this isn't about morality. It's a business decision. I don't know their bottom line. I don't know yours. Oh, I know their bottom line. And I'm like, well, fine. It still doesn't mean they have to give it to you. That is a corporate decision Decision when companies decide how what do you, how um, competitive they want to be to their competition. Quite frankly, if, if that's all you know is menial hotel work, there's a lot of menial hotel work in that area. Yep. So if you don't like the way Disney does it, go to someone else. And maybe the other ones are, you know, mostly, I'm guessing, but maybe Disney's, as bad as it is, is better than the next guy. I don't know. You know, I've worked for hotels in the area, the Doubletree, the Woodfin Suites, and... <laughs> You know, it doesn't and, uh, exist you know, anymore. Uh, yes, it does. There is still two of them. I think one in Florida and the one in Cypress are still there. But, yeah, the one we worked at does not exist anymore. It's called something else. It's another uh, all sweets place. But needless to so, say, okay. I, I, I had fun messing with Peter Pan, uh, putting out his union garbage in D23. All right, so we were supposed to talk for like an hour. And what? how long has it been? Two. Is it really? But when you, you know when you're having a good time. Shoot, all right. So, why don't we try to wrap this up so when I add the other audio, it's not a three-hour freaking show. Sure. So, okay. Bottom line, I asked this to Ryan and Ray. Um, you're not a member of D23 right now, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, Ray is. Ryan was not. Based on what Ryan saw, his mind has been made up that he will now join D23. He, he was positively influenced enough that he would join D23 after seeing the event. Um, and he would... And both of them said they would come back. Ray would travel again from Wisconsin. You're not a D23 member. Would this event encourage you to become a D23 member? I
1: think so. I, I, did, I did go away considering that maybe I, I should think about dropping my Seventy-five bucks. Okay,
0: now, quite honestly, all that did was get me a discount off of the entry, and you got an even better discount by knowing a yeah, cast member. Yeah,
1: correct, but there's no guarantees. and
0: No, and that rule, the first rule they had when they first sold the ticket changed, and I think it changed quickly when they saw the attendance. That's my guess.
1: I, I, I think your guess is correct. I'm just saying that, that they might, now that they've had their first expo, under their belt, they might start ramping stuff up. Yeah, and so And then, far, and then it might become start becoming worthwhile. Yeah,
0: like I mentioned, maybe offline when we were at the toasting, I haven't taken advantage of a lot of AP things and D23 things when they say, oh, we've got a to tour the studio. Sign up for this or that. Been there, done that, right? Correct, but I'd like to see it again. Yeah, but maybe now after 10 years, it, there's been some changes. Maybe it's time to do some of those again. I haven't done them in a while, but at first... I stayed away from some of the freak shows because quite honestly, a lot of the AP things turn into, you know, kind of, you know, the crowd, right? Yes. Yes. But I'm thinking now it's about time that, you know, I go back and try some of these again. And I don't go to the D23 website every day. I know by some of the tweets I see of my follower, the followers, a lot of people do. And I guess, it, I guess it depends on the level of information you want. I still haven't opened any of my D23 magazines they're still sitting in the original packaging they came in the mail uh, for a couple different reasons. One, they don't fit in my bookshelf, so I've got to find a place to keep them in pristine condition. And two, I want to keep them in pristine condition, so I don't (laughs) know. I I looked at them on the shelves in the stores and stuff, but I haven't gone through and read them all yet. Um, Because to me, this is a re... They stopped Disney news a few years ago. I am almost thinking now, because Disney doesn't do anything overnight, I'm almost thinking they stopped Disney News because they already knew they, they were going to do this or something along this line, and it's a great magazine. I just I don't know where I'm going to put them yet, so I don't want to take them out. I guess is my thing, but there's a lot of great information in them, and so I okay. I'm a member. I will probably renew, and I will definitely go back because part part of it is the podcasting curiosity, wanting to get information out. I'm not necessarily worried about. Like a lot of these guys are getting it out the second it's being shown to be the first one out there with the information. Ah, eh, there's no way you could <laughs> ever keep up with that, right? I'm not correct. It's fun to be there and have that exclusive scoop. I'm not gonna die trying. I guess what I'm saying. So I, I'm excited to see what uh, they can do next year. Yes, I'm somewhat disappointed with a few small aspects. It's minor. Overall, it's it's nitpick. Probably really it's. Uh, and it's it's probably an unfair comparison to events that have been going on for years and years that are just, you know, not even in the same genre or class. You know, there's no way I'd ever be able to compare an AIA convention or a NAB convention to this. Just different kind of stuff. Maybe Comic-Con would be similar, and I haven't been to one. Um, so But I, I think they did a good job for a first time out. I don't know. And I would say they'd have to consider it a success. So, yeah, I would agree. I think our complaints about the open area—it's—it's, it's, you know, it's minor overall. It's, i think they've got room to grow. And they were taking surveys like madmen. We barely walked in the door, and here's a survey card. What are you surveying me? I haven't seen anything yet. We just walked in. You know? <laughs> Every time you are standing in line for one of those uh, those set and, uh, panels and stuff, here's a here's a card, and they were collecting them before you went in. I haven't seen anything yet, you know? but I understand they were, they were really wanting wanting feedback, and I'd be really curious to see what leaks out from those typical leaking sources. Uh were shall go unnamed. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not do that this time. Uh, we'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all. I think that's all I really have to say about it. I, I think we covered it and. What we didn't cover, I'm sure Rich will mention on the next time he's on because he's got some things to follow up with with that email. Okay. And some things will probably come to mind that we forgot. And, yeah. yeah, but, uh, it, you know, let's, I'd like to get our D23 out of
1: our system and then move on to our standard content.
0: Uh, yeah, lack of content, yeah.
1: Or that, or that too, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, All you're right. right. We we probably should have done this this earlier, but, hey, you know, it is what it is.
1: Okay, then. Alright, so are we, are we done? Yeah, are we gonna say goodnight?
0: Are you still gonna add this audio to this two hour? Yeah, event?
1: sure, why not? <laughs> I might, uh, I don't know. We'll see. How's
0: that? Oh, crap. What? Damn, record button again.
1: Oh, you're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I made sure before we got started. But you know, I did do that when we were set down for Travelers. I'm like, we got like 20 minutes, I'm like, crap the lights bleeping but n- the numbers aren't moving you know how many times i've done that with the h2 and the h4 in the last two Lots. Months?
1: yes yeah, i know more Lots. than
0: i'd like all right so for right, me so that's it i'm done all right
1: okay no i'm gonna say good night
0: <laughs> yeah good night